Welcome back, listener. This is part two of our discussion of Lars and the Real Girl. If you missed part one, it is the episode immediately preceding this one in whatever feed you pick the podcast up in. So you can catch up there, or if you prefer, you can just dive right on in. We're in the middle of discussing Ryan Gosling's performance. Just a few film nerds breaking out of a rut Drooling over cinema that's hard and uncut Stick us in your ear, thrill to this month's picks And come and listen in, we're measuring flicks Here's a perfect, let's start Let's start early at the beginning yes. And dig into like little bits and bobs that Gosling does Because there's a lot of bits and his bobs His performance is so this whole the whole film in a way i wrote down like for example i love how how the color grade the, specifically the color palette is super subdued mm-hmm. it's very dark desaturated very muted um especially when we're in just lars's world at the beginning yes. before bianca comes in it's it's really Again, there's nothing in this movie that really like hits you over the head. It's all really smooth, subtle, gradual. But once Bianca shows up, we start to inject more color. Yes. The saturation comes up. The world comes to life yes. as Lars becomes more animated. And the the most bright it gets is when he actually goes out with the real girl at the bowling alley. Yeah, it's the most vibrant. Yeah, of that all of it. that looks like a Coen Brothers yep. film. For it a sure does. Yep. Um, but he even like his his costume. He's even dressed in like blues, cool colors, mm-hmm. grays, tan, brown, earth tones, and cold colors. Um, that that one fucking one moment. Anyway, I don't want to jump too far ahead, but um, his performance meshes so beautifully with the way this is shot and the visual aesthetic of the film. His. We, I wondered if you had a, any thoughts on his little eye tick. So I did. So actually, I have my note. I said, uh-oh, I'm getting a little bit of uh, detective Prisoners. twitches. Yeah, <laughs> detective twitches. Because <laughs> that was like a consistent thing that... Um, you didn't like it in Prisoners. I didn't, I didn't like it because it felt like a forced thing. It felt like a bit of business that he worked out to indicate something about his character. that he's slightly, Yeah, that he's slightly about. unhinged, that he has a little bit something that is making his eyes twitch. Like he's too... Something is happening right. inside. And but, I I liked that. You I can know. go back and listen to our... It's not paywalled. It's on Patreon. Go listen to the Prisoners episode. It's a, it's a point of contention between well, you and I. Well, because I really didn't like Jake Gyllenhaal's performance like at all. And I, I like him as an actor very, very much. Sure, and I thought sure. he made some You said in the group choices. chat the other day, though, that Prisoners was one of your favorite Thanksgiving films. It's a good movie, though. you well, got to give me that. because I was trying to pull Any another Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving movie. movie. So that may have been like a, a thinly veiled lie. <laughs> But okay. It's okay. Yeah, I do want to come back. Fair, but fair. I did yeah. have a little bit of concern going in. I'm like, oh, it's very clearly Gosling is making. He's made some choices about the physicality of his performance. Sure. He's going to have a deep blink. He's going to have some ticks and some, some very specific movements. But once you get past that first scene of um, uh, Mark, it's not Margot. What's, yeah, Margot. No. Margot is his coworker. Karen is Karen his is brother's his, wife. Right. Yeah. His sister in law. So. Once Karen invites him and then she goes back to the house, as soon as we get into the next scene with him, all those things start to work together and it becomes a more cohesive performance. But I did have that, oh no, you're doing, I can clearly see the choices you're making and they're 
was it the was it the Gyllenhaal connection that gave you pause, it or was. was it? So it was because right off the bat, I know I know that in Prisoners, I liked the Tick because I had read into like what it meant. Sure, yeah. It gave me some backstory to like hang on the Gyllenhaal. It's always character. the most difficult thing to do as an actor is to decide those sort of micro movements and do does does this character require or call for the very best pronounced things is the best example is robert de niro in awakenings a hundred percent the best tick yep. ever filmed yes. is robert de niro well because it, it evolves it's the same tick but it has different evolution depending on mood and how stressed out he is the right. tick changes and it's so specific but it is so and it's so complex but it's yeah. so clearly a tick yep. it's masterful it's de niro yeah, yeah. but but does you get I feel like I don't know if this this film is shot in order or out of like who knows that's sure. always like a part of the filmmaking process that we never really know unless right. it's part of a documentary right. but I feel like there are scenes where you I can really feel like Ryan Gosling has completely disappeared into this character and everything is a very natural sort of movement and tick in his uncomfortability with himself and people around him and there are some other scenes where it feels a little bit like he's trying it on i thought it was i thought that especially the blinking tick was really well motivated and used sparely enough that that's what i was yeah because it didn't i was like oh shit if he he carries this through the entire performance i don't know how well that's going to read he does though he does but it's it's not used all the time it's in specific moments and just like de niro's performance in awakenings it's not always the same intensity of blink. It's not always yep. the same. I noticed that as well. It's it's depending on the circumstances. It's either very aggressive or you can see, you can see Lars getting frustrated or getting into his own head, and it starts and then it gets more aggressive, and then it'll slowly slip away. The scenes as, with Dagmar are yeah, where it really shines. Just, I. Because it starts to take over his whole like his sh- it's in, the blink is in his shoulders a little bit and it's in it's in his cheeks more and in his hairline like more muscles are being part of that whole right. like the to me I felt like the tick ugh. where where it's it starts to like and it works from the neck down too yeah because it sure gets does. into his shoulders yep. and then it's in his hands and yep. then he's rubbing his leg yep. in that one scene he's rubbing his face he's rubbing his leg mm-hmm. um, but there's early on so I was trying to figure out like. So I saw the tick immediately and I'm like, th- for me, immediately it tracked. Sure. Cause I'm like, it's, it's just a, it's an acting beat that I like. I honestly think from like personal experience, there was a, a security guard at an anime convention that I used to go to when I was younger who had this exact, he didn't have it as like a mental tick. It was literally an involuntary sure, tick, yep. like a, just like, um, like a brain misfire. Like some people have, yep. some people just have a tick. Yeah. He had like a, a hard double blink. He'd be walking and it would just be like. But nothing else about him right. was at all different. But I saw that and I was like, "What's he doing?" And then like the second year, he was still doing it. I'm like, "Oh, it's it's this guy's got this tick." Yep, and it works because it's integrated <laughs> to the rest. Because when we see him for the first time, he's looking. I'm like, it's so beautiful because we don't know Lars looking out yet. The window, we, right? He's just looking out the window, but then something's a little off. He's like, "Well, he's wearing his winter stuff. He's got his boots on." There's a bag at his feet. Find out because he's in the garage. <laughs> well, that and also he's like, why Why is he fully dressed? It's such a weird... You start to piece it all together very slowly about who this Lars person is before he even opens his mouth. Like, right. I'm like, why is there a bag of groceries at his feet? Why is he staring at... Because at first it's like, oh, we open on a... Early winter's day, Lars is looking out of the window at the house across the way. Somewhere in the cold gray Somewhere Midwest. Somewhere in the cold, right? <laughs> But then the camera pulls back and you're like, 
He's in his full like winter regalia, boots on. Why is he standing staring out the window? Because he sees his sister-in-law walking across the he's waiting to go to church but he wants he everyone gone to go- yeah he's waiting for oh, the clear the clear exit yeah and he doesn't want to answer the door when when karen gets there but he knows that he has to so it's like even so beautifully told in the first just opening frames of this movie that opening Lars scene is, is incredible yes. because even th- even that early like the baby She's she's chilly. So what does he give her though? He doesn't just give her anything. He's wearing what you think is a scarf, but when he takes it off, you realize it's a small blanket. It's his blanket. It's his blanket that his mother made for him while she was pregnant with him before she died giving birth to him. It's his whoopee. It's his like security blanket. It's his real girl before he gets her. Yeah. It's his inanimate object that he has attached emotional importance to. So because he leaves it behind. Yeah. This movie starts well he doesn't even after he gets he the real get girl back, he's yeah. always well even after that he's always got it like when he goes bowling he when he sits down he's holding it in his left hand i noticed he always has that blanket with him um so even from the first frame lars has an emotional support object with him right. like the action figures like the teddy bear from frame one it's amazing and then we see the tick when karen invites him for breakfast and he goes he she presents him with, I'd like, I, we would like to invite you over for breakfast. And he's, before he speaks, he blinks a little extra, like yep. deep. He got a deep blinks, you know? And he's like, I got to go to church. After church then. And he's cornered. So he's like, okay. 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 And they just like go. Yep. But, but yeah, even then when he gives her the, the blanket, there's a couple of moments in here where I think the I, I love when they do this in writing where they'll give a character a line but it's it hangs mm-hmm. it, they don't finish the thought they'll they'll say a couple of words and fade out or, or stop and he's like I just wish you'd but there's enough there in the acting and the body language and their actions that the line is unnecessary that's how people talk exactly it's very natural but he's he immediately protects her you can barely see the first little bit of a baby bump at that mm-hmm. point and then of course that becomes a subplot and in a character study, her getting pregnant is what triggers the whole thing. That's what they say too at, the, yeah. at Dagmar's office. Have there been any big family changes? And Karen oh, immediately goes, "Yes." Yeah. <laughs> and Gus goes, no, "No, everything's exactly the same." Bullshit! You're not paying attention. Is he not paying attention, or or well, because that is that bit in the chair. Yeah. That bit in the chair when she sits down with her book. And Gus is sitting there in the living room silently and then unprompted. He says, he's never going to get better, is he? No, maybe not. And it's all my fault. No, it's not. It's not your fault. And then we get that first confession. Yeah. I I got out of there as soon as I could and I didn't even think about him. And I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Gus is such an interesting character, too. You want to talk about just incredible performances from the three of them in particular. I love the therapist, too. Everyone, Everyone in this movie is doing exceptional work right but the three of them it's perfection i should you and should, the, the complexity of character and their relationships with each with each other how gus feels about himself his own shit because you want to hate gus he's got a super punchable face like well he's he's got that i love paul schneider Everything oh yeah he's great i've ever seen paul schneider and he, he kills it mm-hmm. and th- while being a He's not a he's not a character that you hate. No, he's you are frustrated with him. Yes, and he's definitely like he's definitely the most openly antagonistic character in here because he doesn't 
But this is that this is that Lars and the real it girl thing. It comes about him more than about Lars. He doesn't want it to be about him though. Right. He wants it to be my brother's crazy. He's got this sex doll. What is he doing with it? Uh, and like every time he he has to be alone with Lars and Bianca, he's like won't look at her or nope. him. He's like, "Oh, he's laying on the bed with the sex doll that he thinks is a real person. I got to <clears throat> Yeah, have a good night, buddy." And he wants right. to get out of the room. But this is Gus is the most well fleshed because he's one of the primary three characters. Yep. He's one of the best examples of the whole town, in my opinion. Which is, I think that the people in this town look at what's happening with Lars and Bianca, and they're recognizing. And wow, oh shit! I wrote down her name because she's so good. But um, uh, Gruner, Mrs. Gruner, she's the one in the church circle. The one that's like, sort of like, like dude, you're, her fucking, your, your uncle's an alcoholic. Everyone got, knows your first wife was a klepto. Yep. She was not. Then why is she buried in my in a pair of my earrings? Right, <laughs> dude, I love. And then, well, he's not bringing her to church. And they all look at the pastor, and he goes, "Well, it's the it's the question we must always ask." What would Jesus do? <laughs> yep, it's pretty great, <laughs> dude. Like sometimes talking about the like dramatic elements of the film, you forget this is pretty a funny. fucking funny movie. Yeah, the, especially the first the first act, the first thirty minutes, I was howling on mm-hmm. my couch. There definitely is some pathos that gets injected into Act Two that sure. tempers it down as you start to get a more in depth character study, but it's still quite funny. Especially considering what you're asking of your audience to accept. Absolutely, because we are in the same fucking boat as the town is we're like is this gonna dude when dagmar what the tells fuck is happening <laughs> when, right he, now? when she tells karen and gus they're like what how well karen says it dude karen karen is enough all three this is it truly is you can lose this watching the marvel movies i know it sounds like i shouldn't on them all the time but mm. i truly i really do love them i should stop apologizing no, for yeah. using them as examples but like in the marvel movies you get some characterization and they're not cardboard characters i'm not saying that but they really kind of are like mm-hmm. pre-populated D characters absolutely it's they're like, all npcs pretty much they're all npcs well fleshed out npcs but they're not ni- they're not mid-1990s miramax character study films no you know what i mean right so like you don't get you don't get this I don't want to drag us back into where we right. were, but no, like, could... you don't get this kind of flick when you're shooting for $300 million at the box office. Like you said, you can't. You can't, because this is not a universal appeal movie, but like, this is the stuff that we're going to lose if we just try and grab the broadest audience to maximize the incoming capital right. so we can make the next big juggernaut. This is the human stuff. I know this sounds grandiose, but in, in one sense... This is the Shakespeare. This is the plumbing the depths of humanity. Right. This is Frank. This is examining the oddball and what those stories can teach us about the nature of humanity. Not to, I will not drag AI back in, but that's something that I don't think AI can ever right. do. Simply by the very nature of what AI is, which is a non-human entity. Like I'm sure that, that eventually we'll get to a point where AI is doing amazing prose but it's just going to be a, have a you driven shadow. forward lately like it's always going to be a little bit of that a note of inflection that's missing there's going to be a level of suffering that cannot be comprehended by something that doesn't know mortality you know what i mean mm-hmm. like and that is in karen and that is in gus and that is in lars lars fabricates a heartbreaking 
death in his mind that he projects so powerfully onto a sex doll that it rips out the heart of a town. Yes. And in a believable way. You're not like, why is the town going along with this? When that Well, because they all made a connection with Bianca. A genuine one, yeah. and they do it trying to help another person. Mm-hmm. They're trying to reach out and help a person who's suffering and struggling. And it's like that thing. They say like, and this is a true, this is a genuine psychological um, reflex. If you smile long enough, you will eventually feel happy. Yeah. Because of physiological feedback. You're smiling and your muscles will tell your brain that you're, you're smiling. Happy. So you're happy and that releases endorphins and then you genuinely, you will genuinely become happy if you yep. just smile. So they're trying to help this suffering person that they all like because Lars, they all say it at the beginning, even when he's fully withdrawn and weird, they're like... What does Miss Gruner say at the beginning? Like, you're a nice boy. Yeah. Why don't you have a girlfriend? Are you gay? My nephew's gay. I know all <laughs> I know, about, I know the all about the gays. <laughs> That's and there's another like great Gosling moment. She gives him that one flower from the bouquet, and she's like, "Give this to someone, someone nice." And then Margot is behind him, and she's like, "Hey, Lars." He turns around. He's got the flower. Just he throws it. He just it. chucks the flower away into the ether, and then he's like. That was a weird thing to do. And he looks after the flower like, huh. And then he looks back. I think, it, <laughs> I think another part, important detail in the, in the church scene, is go back to that for a hot mm, minute, mm-hmm, is a mm-hmm. very important thing that happens. Which church scene? Sorry. The first one, when just before he gets the rose and chucks sure, it, yeah. right? So yeah. he goes to church, says, I can't have breakfast, I have to go to church, and then we go to the church. The right? action figure. <laughs> the action figure. But it's a super important moment for Lars because he sees that something needs to be fixed. Right. And he tries to fix it and fails. Right. And then stops trying to fix it because now he's made a noise. He maybe broke the thing worse than he's it started with. It may, and he yeah. drew attention to himself. So then he stops. Like that little bit there is like, holy shit. You just like, that's the slow pitch for and the whole fucking toy thing. Too. It's it, a it, toy too. Exactly right. That's the slow pitch. And to bring it back to Gosling's acting tries to put the action figure up it falls inward onto the pew and his hands come to his Just face like terrified covers his eyes it's it's a beautiful acting moment it's mm-hmm. it's like just gonna <laughs> no nobody's looking at me no one nobody's no one saw that no one saw that yep he really does for the for 99 percent of this role i'll give you like a few there's a few moments where you're like Maybe he's trying stuff out, but also to me, right. especially with my like newly freed from the news and social media eyes, like there is a bit of human joy in me where I'm like, this is maybe just an awkward moment. There's a couple moments where he's talking to Bianca or talking to people with Bianca next to him where Gosling smiles and I think he's smiling because he's sitting next to a sex doll. Absolutely. But like it's so charming. It's so absurd. And it it this whole movie shouldn't work no it shouldn't and that's the thing that i will give this like all the credit in the world this movie should not work as soon as that sex doll shows up it should be like this is the most well not not even that but this like this is the most ridiculous thing it's fucking absurd the premise is absurd but it works it all fucking works dude saw the strings a little bit but but in it a still way, works though. And in a way, sometimes, like especially seeing the structural strings for me, I was like, because I usually have such an issue with film structure because it's 
usually when you see the structure, it's because they're copy and pasting yes. the save the cat structure into their screenplay. Yep. In this, you don't have that typical standard here's the beat here's the beat here's the beat you kind of do though because if you like other movies of this there's type, definitely the whiff of death in the, the third well, act no, it's, it's more the movies of this if there's a subgenre like things like harvey things like Nell, it's like you discover this you have somebody that is very unique and then there's a, a person arrives to town that is totally unique and different or strange the majestic jim carrey yep mm-hmm. but then the town is either uh, either forms against or for this person, and everyone that is in contact, Starman, is like the kind of the same, like that they change, and then so that the act structure is very, it is very laid out. The arrival of the being, ET, right. whatever, right, changes the community around it. That being leaves or dies. But the community has been changed for the better because of that. So sure. it is following a very rigid structure that we've seen many, many times. Well, what do they say? There's only four oh, yeah. stories it, no, exactly. you can tell or well, what have ab- you. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, but it does in such a clever way with something that is so absurd because this isn't like um, – like like Rain Man or like, I don't know that's not even a good comparison because that's a that's a buddy movie there's road not, trip movie. So. I don't know if there are many good comparisons to this. You can it's hard there's to, a it's feeling. Hard to, yes, there's yeah, a yeah, yeah. feeling that it is, but like as far as I've never seen anything quite like no, this. This is very unique, and in that's its, what I I like when I run into a movie and I can like like we we've named a million movies that have like a sort of jouissance of right. this where it's like but all we're really saying is like. A kind of oddball, unexpectedly good, independent, low-budget film. That's the vibe. That's exactly what Frank is. Oh, yep. <laughs> Usually, and all most of the movies we've mentioned as well are like more character. Like they always say, like I want a character-driven plot, but really Hollywood doesn't. They want an action-driven plot yes. with some characters that are like fun one-liners that people are going to quote. Exactly. The only people who can do both are the Coen Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking it. Um, but like little acting moments, like. Karen's been trying to get him over to the house forever. Like she has bets going with Gus, like you owe me five dollars. I don't know you shit until he's at the table. Yep. Oh, there he goes. Five dollars. And she's like, come on, Lars, Lars, and just sneaks into his house. And then she like runs out into the street after she he's coming home from work when the ground. That is maybe dude. my favorite moment in the okay. first act. Oh, come over. <laughs> Can you just let me go? No. Nope. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay. All right, I'll come Dude, over. tackles him. He doesn't even resist. No, he just falls. He's like flat on the ground, his side, oh facing the gravel, and she's like, he, his cheek is pressed, and he goes, "I have other plans. I can't." <laughs> he's still trying to do that. I brought my work home with me. She checks the car. You don't no, have you, anything in your car. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. <laughs> and then, uh, so second act turn. Uh, a huge box just got delivered to your house. After he his uh, like eight months later, I think, or something, or three months. No, six. There's some amount of time we get a title card. Yeah, I think it's up. like I think it's six weeks later. Yeah, six weeks later, which is crazy because now the runtime on a real girl. Because remember, I went on the site this morning just to see, dude. The burden I watched. You got to clear your cookies cache now, but I'm on a list. Yeah. It's too late. <laughs> we watched the promo video for their new. I think it's called the Real Doll X, and these are the the like low-grade AI robot dolls. When I say robot doll, I don't mean like it goes like, hello, you have a big schlonger. Dude, you should watch it. Like some her shit? Not quite to that level, but it's crazy. 
first here they have magnetic faces so you can like pop two tabs and take their face off and put a different face on them they have a clear this part of their face is a face but the back of the head this part the skull right here is clear under the wig yeah and it's clear and you can see the computer that runs the ai unit Jesus in its Christ. head they can talk if you have multiple dolls you can sync them up to each other so that one can start a sentence and the other will finish the sentence their lips move in a convincing way that looks like they're really speaking they can track you with their eyes oh, yeah. they can respond to speech they can as i mentioned earlier and you can fuck them and you can fuck them and not only can you fuck them carl because their sexual organs are bluetooth linked to their brains I, I mentioned this earlier, but they genuinely like the example they use is they have a, a real person come out and like finger fuck one of these things, and it reacts to the physical stimulation because there's pressure pads in its. It's giving it biofeedback. Correct. Oh my god. It gets biofeedback and responds in kind. So it's like that's the spot. Oh, I like that right there. And they, I don't know if they have preferences or not, but dude, it's like it's heading into her territory. It's heading into like it's bicentennial wild. man. It's truly crazy do they have like a payment plan like tell me what seven thousand dollars carl actually some of the some of the x models with no customizations by the way they're fully customizable obviously you can right. choose your face choose the hair color you can choose, choose like tw 12 different body styles because i was i was curious because this is 07 and right. bianca like you see bianca and you're like she's oh, like look, a it's a doll it's a doll so i was like bird i wonder what they look like now and when i first opened up the real doll website the first thing i saw i thought it was a spokesperson who was going to tell me about the doll it was a doll. Oh my god! They look like people. There's a definite uncanny valley thing because it only it took me about five seconds. And I'm like, oh, wait, that's not yeah. a person. That's a is. But there's there's a weird wiggly line. Can we have a link in the description? Yeah, we're yeah. gonna. <laughs> and if you click through our link on the homepage, we do get to... we do get a small percentage back. It's just a it's click a for FZK, you, but every little bit uh, adds F up. Promo code FCK. Fuck you at the <laughs> checkout. <laughs> 10% off your first order. That's a lie. We don't actually We have don't it. have an affiliate link, but if you have seven grand, please do consider visiting <laughs> patreon.com slash film. This is one of those movies where you get like the like series of still shots of mm. an actor standing alone in a room doing something because even when he's with Bianca, that's an actor alone in a room. Yes. It doesn't, but it's not when you're though. watching it's the movie so it doesn't crazy. feel God, that way she has a performance bianca has a performance so it's really an inanimate object because we of, should give credit though because be i agree with you because when bianca is sick and dying at the end i said to bird bird watched like the last 20 minutes with me I, I said to bird i'm like god bianca looks like shit she looks horrible it's a fucking doll Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with that doll. It's not alive. It's not sick. It's not dying. But it's because how people are reacting around her. It's because of the makeup and costume department. They do do subtle things to that doll. Interesting, dude. So I'm gonna give Bianca's performance credit to the the costume, makeup, and special effects Makes team because when she's sitting, to do that, yeah. when she's sitting on that lakeshore, dude, the eyes are like half lidded. She looks tired. Mm -hmm. Her makeup, her lipstick. We do see Karen like rub the lipstick off and give her a more natural shade, and the lips are paler when she. That's sick. probably Lars doing that. Like in care that we don't see, he's probably giving her dark circles under her eyes, giving her a little bit of. Could be. You know? It could be. But mo we do see, though, that like people in the town take care of her. Yes, they do. They clean her they up. Bathe they bathe her. Yep. They, they bathe her when Lars is not around. That's well. It, well, it's his brother and Karen that bathe Bianca the first time. And he's like, why are we doing this? Because it's funny. Is it? I don't know. Maybe not. What a great scene that yep. is, dude. That little bathtub scene.
those are two those actors emily mortimer and paul schneider have insane screen chemistry yes they do they are a married couple yep i loved i absolutely loved everything about that but to another little performative thing that i really like is when lars is getting ready to air quotes meet bianca the unboxing video basically um she's from out of town well he's 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 brushing his teeth he brushes his teeth. Gets himself put together. Mm-hmm. He throws on his, I said he throws on his flashiest outfit yet. This sweater has both burgundy and red in it. Yes. And then he looks in the mirror. That's a nice sweater. Next shot, different sweater. He's ch- he's nervous. Yep. He's changing his clothes. So much heart, dude. Um, and da, da, da. Their drive, when they drive to the doctor, see this? The impetus, the actual impetus for like the whole second and third act. Yeah. When he first comes over and he's got pep Covertly in getting Lars into therapy So fucking awesome dude yep. Like what a brilliant It's Karen too that yep, does it Like, of course But she puts it on Gus because she knows Lars has some weird feeling towards her She doesn't know that it's because she's pregnant And he has trauma over that Yes But she gives the idea to Gus Because she knows that Lars has respect for his brother Absolutely So clever Such a Good writing really good writing and good character work by everybody involved especially because Gus is so like Dude when he first pops over and he's like I've got a visitor. You're like this is the most alive. I've seen Lars he's yet smiling. He's jaunty man. Yeah. He's like he's, he's nervous like a regular like just like kind of like fucking, oh my gosh I got uh, can I bring her over for dinner like she's in a wheelchair. I don't he's uh, like she doesn't okay? speak like, much English Well, that's that's fine, man. She's she's in a wheelchair and she's a little self-conscious we don't care. Bring we, this person over. Yeah, man. Look at you. Where'd yeah. you meet her? On the internet. Sure, that happens. Everybody's a lot. doing Perfect. that these days, dude. They're just like so so happy. Yes, and then cut to Lars. It's sitting. the reverse. We see their faces yes. first. Just stunned. Dial tone. <laughs> oh my god! It's like some of the best face acting you'll ever see. Is just two people like looking at him and her, and then they switch cut and they're to. looking at. Cut to Lars in her like his hands on his knees. He's nervous, rubbing he's the tops of his legs. He's happy like, as happy. fuck. And That's he's, a, yeah, it's and like he's a, eating. He because he's well when they when they find when out they find the eat, doll. Yeah. No, because she's not. You're right. She's not eating yet. She's just sitting at the table because yep. they haven't prepared the food yet because it's not done. So they're just sitting there, and he's like. What's that, honey? Yep. <laughs> they just cut in Gus's face. And then they go into the kitchen. And Gus is like, so he's just lost his mind. He's just lost his mind. What the fuck is going <laughs> we gotta on? gotta get him doing to a hospital. He's like, she's like, calm down. Karen. I need you to calm down, Gus. Sorry, I'm sorry. Well, man. she's like, it's she's okay. super. If we if we interrupt, it's like it's like trying to wake up a sleepwalker. You're gonna break his fucking brain if we do anything but accept this right now. I the one time that somebody does mention that she's not real, he doesn't even hear it. No, it's Gus. It's at the table. He straight he up tries says, it day one. He's like, you know, she's not real, right? That this person, this is a doll, just a big pile of plastic, and he just. Doesn't even react to it at all. Well, he t- he turns to her and he goes, "What's that?" And he turns to yep. Karen. He engages you, her first. Did you hear that? Amazing. She says that something, and it's like something about how some beautiful statement about something. Yeah, like she doesn't even want that because she wants people to know that God's graces are good or whatever. And he just completely doesn't hear That's it. Beautifully well said, Bianca. And then she, yeah. yeah, and then he leaves, and she looks at or uh, Karen looks at Gus, and he goes, "Come on, I had to try." I had to try. <laughs> but I do, you know. Counterpoint to I guess what I originally stated about this being a little bit, you know, fanciful. Like Gus really does keep 
the whole the whole thing anchored in reality right because he he's the one that is like is this whole is this whole town sanest yep is this whole town fucking crazy is this my wife is like what is going on am i the only sane one here right so it it's got the flavor of a christmas movie almost where it's like it's like elf Mm mm-hmm Will Ferrell is so fucking weird and so off the wall, and he's a giant man dressed as an elf, and James can is fucking, he's from the guy, this is Sonny Corleone here, but by the end, like, gradually people are like, rediscover some whimsical part of themselves, and it kind of becomes like a macro exploration of that discussion, how do you know when you're a man and no longer a child? In all this play acting, the town kind of rediscovers some of that childhood, childish element in themselves, in a I would argue healthy way, mm-hmm. especially because, especially because it's doctor's orders and they're not just like blindly doing this. The doctor basically is like, "You all like you all like Lars, right? We can help him. It might get weird, right?" <laughs> and I love it's so. One of the things that I really do truly love about this this film is the it's rare. I feel just in like thinking about movies. That, that feature like psychiatrists or psychologists a lot of time they're they're not helpful or like they're the nurse ratchets they're like the ones that yes that do the frontal lobe lobotomy and ruin the person is in harvey is like goes to the mental institution and they're gonna do the thing you know the i bring people up here all the time the cabbie is talking about bringing people up here to the institute all the time they're laughing sometimes we pull over and we look at birds singing even if there's not any birds singing but we have the greatest time i drop them off i come to pick them up later and they're not singing anymore. They're just boring, regular human people. Right. It's kind of sad. So I love that this movie shows us somebody in psychology and uh, that is really like about helping the person. Right. You know, because I feel like that most people in that field, that's what they... This is my favorite right. portrayal of a psychiatrist. A thousand, a thousand percent. Ever. Yep. This yep. is amazing. It's really great. Like Dagmar is really fucking smart. So, di- her like when she's the scene where she takes a dude again cackling with laughter and she's like her blood pressure is low as in none because there's no blood right. in this doll like what <laughs> exactly. a fucking funny line and then even gosling like is it serious well i don't know i'd like you to bring her in once a week for Further for testing. a special yep. treatment and then he like turns to bianca it's fine my blood pressure is probably low too you know like that right. when she sits down with karen and gus how can we help? Go along with it. No, both of them. No, nope, no, 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 no. I, that. you're, um, are you a doctor? Are you a, are those real degrees? Like, what I'm did you just say to I'm going to need to see some me? credentials. <laughs> like, please, God, no. Don't make me live with my brother's sex toy that yeah. he loves with all of his heart. But after... Like, dude, that the, my favorite line in that is when Gus is like, everyone's going to laugh at him. And she just turns her eyes on him and like really gently and quietly never raises her voice, never gets mad. She goes, too. yeah, and you too. And he's just, she knows because she's a psychologist. Yeah, she's, she's like, like, the whole mm-hmm. town's going to think this is fucking insane. Yep. Welcome. This is this is happening to you. Yep. There's nothing, nothing you can do. You can do and about she it. even says, she's like, it's not really a choice. Yeah, because she well, she lays it out. She's like, he has a delusion, and I actually there's a, there's a charming moment later when after Gus has done research on the difference between delusions and hallucinations, he corrects his coworkers. Well, on his it. coworkers yeah. ask him, well, so like, what's the difference between a hallucination and a delusion? Well, 
delusion, the difference is in perception versus like understanding. Right. So like the way that Larry thinks yeah. <laughs> that the CIA and the FBI and the NSA and then he goes and AAA and the and the what's the one that always takes your money the IRS yeah, yeah. and you know he's like yeah 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 well, the way that he thinks they're all after him they all are after that us. that'd be a delusion <laughs> they are after us you know <laughs> but like it's that to me is partly why I bought into it because mm-hmm. the town starts by being derisive yeah but. After a little bit of time has passed, partly with the the efforts of Mrs. Gruner yes. and partly with like... The community leaders really are leading the charge on the whole thing without those three or four people really being like, this is what's fucking it happening It would have been a right different now. movie. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's like the people who, one, have the most compassion, mm-hmm. which to me is another reason that I like this movie and movies of this type, especially in 2022 when we're all at each other's throats. Right. And everyone's on a hair trigger and a short fuse. These movies that elevate people who have care and compassion for other people, like in twenty, if you if you made this movie in twenty twenty two, different director, same premise, you'd get like you'd have the the snide derisive people who are trying to shake his world. You'd have like a really traumatic Mm -hmm. scene where they're like take Bianca and rip her arm (laughs) off or some crazy shit. Because honestly, that's what would happen in twenty twenty two. Yeah, but I like. The idea I like art that elevates the best in us yeah. and shows us through these examples what is what is possible. That's I'm listening. It. I'm listening yeah. to this book right now called "The Story of World War II by Donald L. Miller. It's long. I'm listening to the audiobook and it's 25 hours. Most long. books about World War II are pretty. Turns out dense. it was kind of a big, huge <laughs> yeah. thing that happened. Yeah. But like one of the things I t- I'm taking away from that is uni- unilaterally across mostly it's British and U.S. soldiers that they're following, but unilaterally every soldier has the same response to the war. Mm-hmm. It's not what I thought it was. It's a nightmare. It's the most horrible thing that ever happened. I wish this wasn't happening. I wish I could go home. Combat is not what we're told it is. War is so much worse than I thought. Right. And then you're. It's not glory because I we've talked about this before I don't believe that glory is possible in war it's just not because war is murder and there's no glory in murder but there are moments where people who don't think they're capable of something become capable of something simply by the example of somebody else Mm -hmm. who so what leaders are meant to be absolutely true and there's a bunch of questionable and bad leaders in world war ii but there are also like the big generals, I find most of their behavior in Pretty, the war to be questionable yeah. and like well, they're Patton, just fucking Patton, MacArthur, well, MacArthur, yeah. what the fuck? But but like it's more like the the platoon, like the sergeants look at humans as like the level of attrition rather than like actual. Right. It's so MacArthur thought of himself anyway. as a rock star, but like it's it's the ground level leaders, it's the people who are with the men who are who are. Lead it, truly like it's that it's that it's that trite thing of leading by example but like when Gruber is down in that church circle and they're all throwing shade right it is that thing she's not wrong they're like this is fucking weird you're oh your brother is in love with a giant living doll with an articulated vagina this is fucking strange and then Gruber's like hey okay look your um your nephew he puts dresses on his cats right and your wife was a kleptomaniac and your kid like wears tinsel as a thong like right y- yeah th- 
what did she say? There's a great moment where she's like, we all have, we've all, like, we've, everybody's got something or something like that. Yeah, we all, we all have a little madness in us. It's not that. It's like, it, I think she says something akin to like, this happens. It happens. Right. Where she's, she's basically just like, it's, it's literally y'all without sin can cast the first stone. It's the, it's that. She's like, look, every, why don't you all step off your high horse for a second? This is actually not that hard a thing they're asking us to do. And it could help this kid that we all kind of care about. And then Gus through educating himself, actually after he takes the ribbing, they show us the ribbing. All of his coworkers are like, what's that one guy? He does, he does the like blow up thing where he's like, (laughs) and he inflates his own tits. Yeah. And then he's like, man, I wish I had a woman like that. And Gus is like, it's not that funny, guys. And we see him getting his balls busted. But the next scene we see him at work, they're like, so what? what is a delusion? And he's yeah. like, well, it's a... They're it's- starting to learn instead of, well, I can't... Yeah. Right. So, and it's through like, it sounds so trite, but like through being educated about this and genuinely having the town for all of their like weird foibles and early shittiness, they're all genuinely good people. And yes. honestly... Unfortunately, I'm with you on that. The one unbelievable part of, of this movie is that everyone in town is yep. a good person at heart. Yeah, but that I don't. My hardest part to. But again, it's. But I but I like that so much that I'm gonna suspend my disbelief so that I can. Well, enjoy that's just like I was about to say. I'm like, we're we're the movie is asking us to accept Bianca along with the rest of the town. If we can do that, we can also accept that. Isn't that everyone crazy? in this town could? We can accept the sex doll, but we can't accept that people are exactly. Good. That's yeah. fucked up. Yep. That's a whole buried layer that I didn't even really consider until just now. I know. It hit me this moment where yep. I was like, I not even one time had it like any issue like suspending disbelief about Bianca, but like the fact that no one in the town won't go along with it. Right. That's- Protest briefly are corrected by a leader in the town and then we never have issue again. But but again, even even if it's unbelievable, to me it is it's an artistic statement. It's a it's a statement about the world or a or a it's a what if. It's a right. sci- it's a science fiction question. Yep. It's like what if everyone in the town rallied around this kid instead of gave What him would shit? that look like? What would that look like? And it looks fucking beautiful. It does. It and looks it, like what the potential for humankind. It's it's transformative. Man. Yeah, man. Like which is pro- that's what this I think that's what Lars and the real girl, girl is really after. Like it's showing us you said Shakespeare earlier. It's holding a mirror up to nature is sometimes also holding up. It's like a carnival mirror, right? It's like it's got this, a little wiggle, got a little wiggle to it. But this is what you are capable of. Sometimes doing. in a carnival mirror, we stand a little taller than we do in sure. the real world. You sure know what do. I mean? Yep. And sometimes that can be inspiring. And this movie is. I love this movie. Mm-hmm. I love this movie, Carl. I'm so glad. I'm sad it took me this long to watch it. Yeah. I'm so glad we watched it. Yeah, me too. So fucking good. Um, dude, how about that bit of dialogue? Yeah, you, what do you got? Thirty minutes? I got about twenty. Twenty. All right. Um, that chunk of dialogue when he's in, when Lars is in with uh, Dagmar, and she's like, she finds out that you know, like, ah, Karen's all she's fine, but she's got this problem. Well, maybe you shouldn't tell me. No, that's no, fine. We can talk. She just hugs everybody, mm-hmm. and and this is weird because, on I not even joking. It sounds like a joke when I say it, but like truly, there are elements of first act Lars that are I see in myself a lot. Me too. Like Bird doesn't Bird gets it more than anyone else because she's been married to me for almost a decade. Right. But like when I'm in a crowd, I can be extroverted, but in a lot of ways, that extroversion is a defense mechanism. Yeah. 
because I'm a fucking introverted person, dude. Mm. Like, seriously. It's another one of the reasons why uh, that part-time job didn't work out. I realized the job that I have currently, I'm, I'm good at. It's like a controlled environment in a way. Right. When I can't do a busy bar anymore. Just because... Too much anxiety. Like, there's crazy busy days. Like, sometimes I'll I'll get it. But you know how I... But I pivot out of it by being the, like... Hey, ho, hey, woo. Chucking and jiving yeah, and laughing yeah. and joking. But, dude, there's that... There's that great bit of dialogue where she's like, she just hugs people and it and it hurts. Well, no, it feels good, doesn't it? No. No. <laughs> no, it hurts. And she goes, like a cut or a bruise? Fire. Like, dude... This is fucking good writing. Yes, it is. This moment here is just when I, I teared up because I was, it's that moment where you tear up partly because of the content, but also partly because you're like, yes, somebody, somebody somewhere wrote that line and fuck, you did it. They that under, is exactly they right. They understood and knew. He goes, it's a feeling like when you go outside and your feet freeze and then you come back inside and they thaw out. It's like that. And then he pauses and then he goes. It's almost exactly like that. Mm. Oh, dude, rip your fucking heart out. And then there, the way she does therapy, one finger on his arm. That's okay. That's okay. Yeah. Full hand on his arm. Is that our, That's, right, does that hurt? I can take it. Yep. No, it's making me, no, dude, it's making me, like, it's, I'm so full of anxiety. Right. Just, to, oh, no, don't put your hand on his face. And she Don't puts it like it. on, his, on neck, his neck, like on his neck by Which his cheek. Which is such a vulnerable place to touch anyone anyways. Truly. I don't like people touching my face. Danielle even touched my face. Don't touch my face. There's, like it's, everyone's got different. And that's, that's interesting coming, hearing that from you, especially knowing that, you, I know Danielle is like the huggiest, oh my loviest yes, person yes, ever. Yes. Which is great. She's and, my backpack. Honestly. <laughs> Honestly, I don't have a I'm I'm also a hugger. I don't have any like oh, yeah. physical contact issues. My big my big like introversion like kicks in I need a quiet room thing is mostly crowd size. Oh yeah. Absolutely. If I have too many people around, I'm like, oh there's a lot of people. Oh my god, there's a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> but like but I but like you're a theater kid. Mm-hmm. You know, like the theater that's such a notoriously like let's roll around on the ground together yeah, and lay on each other's heads. But like but, but, but man, you're right. Like there's something about that, like the fingers on your neck, the mm-hmm. thumb on your cheek, being that close to your face. It's an animal thing. This is a oh, vulnerable very, part of this your is body. All, this is where we live is in our heads and the blood that, that keeps us alive, the most Comes vulnerable spot. Have you started right watching here. Bosch Legacy yet? No, not yet. Bro. I still have the final season okay. of Bosch proper. To oh get my God. Through, so. Briefest of sidebars, Bird and I, what we sat down last night, because Bird and I binged literally every season of Bosch. He's a back P- to back to back to back. at this point, right? Yes. Yeah. And Maddie's in the police academy and she hasn't washed out. They like retcon some stuff. Where she's she's okay, still in. Interesting. She's a boot now. All right. Um, I know you haven't seen season eight yet, so I won't right. spoil too much. But like some characters that you thought might have been dead are still alive, which is excellent because there there's nothing in the sh- the new show that contradicts okay. the end of the first. But there are some stuff where you're like, but I thought no, it makes it's sense. Fine. Right. We sat down. I'm like, it's on Freevee, which is the Amazon free yep. app. That the ads are super short. We watched the first episode. I'm like, well. Okay, it's on a free streaming service. It's probably not going to be that great. I guess let's watch it. Watch the first episode. It's 11 o'clock. I'm like, do you want to go to bed? Bird goes, let's watch one more. (laughs) Bro, Bosch Legacy is so fucking good. Listener, watch it. And also, Bosch, all of it is on freebie too. 
you have Prime, so it doesn't yeah. matter. But like anybody, I don't have. Thank Prime. you for reminding me to get back to that because don't holy fucking don't shit. stop, dude. Bosch is banging until it, it never stops being good. That show's perfect. Titus is just what a fucking actor, man. He dude, pops no up every once in a while. I'm always like, ooh, it's Titus. New, my new favorite thing is. I always want to say Andronicus, but that's not his last <laughs> no, name. Welliver. My favorite, one of my favorite things is listening to Titus Welliver read Bosch novels. Yeah. Fuck, is it good? Oh, he reads the concrete blonde. Change your whole life. Oh God. Just you'll, change your life, bro. You'll be doing the dishes, and then you'll be like, "I'm just gonna put these all back in the sink. Do one more <laughs> round, one more chapter." I'm not ready to be done with these. These weren't yet. clean yet. No, sorry, sorry. I didn't mean to derail us, but sorry. Bosch Legacy's fucking really good. Um, did Christmas. You clap somebody in the neck or something? Like, how did that? <laughs> Somebody I don't even know. I don't even know. I just I was watching it last night and I was like, I gotta talk to Carl. God, I just had to tell you because I know that you binged Bosch. Oh my god, four seasons in. You have to take a break. A at, you have yeah. to take a break at four though when he goes to that that pill that no, pill I farm. Yeah, that's it's I had so to intense. Break. That season is so fucked he up and violent. He accidentally goes undercover. Yeah, the only Bosch, right? Yeah. Like Jesus Christ. How about the Christmas party, mm. dude? Like. Okay, yeah. dude. When he gets to the Christmas oh my god, so I have notes about the Christmas yeah yeah party. talk talk. Go. I feel like there's a couple moments where you start to see the delusion slipping, and it's the Christmas party is the most poignant or the most powerful moment. That's it. It things something changes when he arrives. He hesitates at the door. We've already seen him nervous, nervous around people, but something is different about this. Bianca tells him to go inside. Friends are here. When he goes inside. Bianca tells him to go inside. Exactly. So when he gets into the entryway, he sees all the people around him, people he knows, his community. There's a part of Lars that is still there that is probably aware in some small degree of what's happening. The right? deep subconscious. The deep, yes. deep subconscious. And I think that that... This is, is the acid test. This is poking up. And he's... There is such a brilliant, subtle piece of performance. The way that he takes in the room around him and looks at Bianca, there's this moment of, oh shit, I just brought a doll to a party. Yeah. I just brought a doll to a party. I think it's, I think you're right. But then it's, I think it's half that. And I also think it's half. The reason that I love the Christmas party so much, I do think, I agree with you because there is that moment when the room goes silent yep. and he turns and he kneels to, yep. and his eyes are closed, yep. like almost fully closed. And in that like moment, he's making a choice. I think it's 50-50. I think the deep subconscious part of his mind that he is repressing strongly. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think at any moment he has a conscious thought. I don't like, think so either. This is a group no, no, of people no. looking at a Which doll. is why this performance is so fucking incredible because you have to convey that. Because I think the other 50% is he's in a, he's at a social function. Yes. And this is Lars. Yes. This is the most uncomfortable he's ever been. And then the, hold on. And then the beautiful fuck, hold on. There you got it. The beautiful thing about it is, is Bianca gives him the strength. Mm-hmm. To experience that social function because he's about to bolt. Yeah. When he's on his knees, he's about to be like, I gotta go, gotta go, dude. And the host, like, Bianca, is that for me? Picks up the bottle of wine. Can They're I get queuing you into anything? his They're following struggle. him. Like, okay, he's having a really hard time. Can I right get now. you guys anything Beyond, from the kitchen? So they don't engage him. 
Right. They engage Bianca. To reinforce. Which is super fucking important. It's in amazing. That it's a the Christmas party is a fu- is amazing. I he love that scene. By himself. While the host's husband dances with Bianca in her wheelchair by rocking the wheelchair back and forth next to Lars. I lost it. I lost it, dude. Lars, by the way, the way Lars dances, that's me at every dancing function yep. ever. Eyes clamped shut tight, hands to one side, talking heads playing, barely moving. This is Ryan Gosling at his driving home best. from the party as you see that slip a little bit more, too. When? I disagree, but go ahead. Yeah, but I've, that's what my read, because it's, it's after the Christmas party when we start to get into the bit On the drive of, home? On the drive home. He says, yep. did you have fun? Big pause because she's not speaking, right. but she's speaking, and he goes, "Yeah, I'm just glad it's over." Mm-hmm. And then we see the car kind of drive off into yeah. the night, and that is kind of the that's kind of the act one into act two turn. It really is. And then we get into like more struggle, and this is where the relationship becomes contentious. Exactly. Yeah. Because well, after, after Christmas party is when he starts to let her go in some way. They start to fight. Then the she town. gets sick. The town is more about them staying together because they like Bianca in their community like it's dude the fact that she gets a part-time job as a shop window dummy it's incredible (laughs) it's incredible (laughs) it's incredible oh god it's amazing dude volunteering at the hospital getting the haircut but here's the thing and again we like it because it's not growing back again it's Mrs. Gruner you have 12 minutes again it's Mrs. Sorry it's no you're good I'm watching um it's Mrs. Gruner who helps us out after their big fight? We did gloss over one one scene that I want to dig into, but I really just want to like burn two. I have two more notes, and then I want to um, g- get into the scene where he. Well, no, let's not skip it. He breaks down mm-hmm. in Dagmar's office, and we find out some of his. It's it's that he's worried that Karen might die during childbirth yes. the way that his mother did, and he's concerned for her because he loves his brother and he loves Karen, but he's distancing themselves from him to try and shield himself from any potential pain, and. It's around this time that Bianca starts to have a life of her own. So she kind of gets away from him. Which is super smart because it's never stated. But I think that our psychologist is like directing directing that. It's like, let's start to slowly like wean him off. Wean him off of Bianca. Have her do her own thing. Like, but like, I think it's part of the therapy. I think that's. That's an interesting read. I can see that, and I like that read. Mm-hmm. My the way that I I think I the way I still read it is that the town goes whole hog and gets invested. Right. They and start to actually like have dude. This. Like he's Ryan Gosling is not around when they're cutting Bianca's hair. Nope. But those three women are in. Yep. They are like jazzed to be cutting Bianca's hair. Like there's something. It's maybe it's like a it's it's a Christmas movie without being a Christmas movie. Yeah. There's a, a Christmas party, but like because the town like gets into the spirit of wonder and they like mm-hmm. legitimately like I genuinely think that there are other people at that funeral who are sad. I think everyone is. There are people in the in the like audience who are like like you can see them sure. when they're shooting the when they're cutting around the church there are some people who are just like we're burying we're a doll. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> but I'm no, not going to say anything but I'm with I think 60 to Most 70% of the yeah. town is like sad and a lot of them are devastated. Yeah. There are dude Karen can't accept it. She gets mad at Dagmar. How could you let this happen? She goes, I'm not letting I'm anything not doing happen. It. He said He said dying. that she's dying. This is all him. This is him doing this. Oh, it's it's fucking beautiful, man. The bowling, the I don't like his tone. 
<laughs> I don't like. His and I tone. like that after their argument, they they still because the argument is like, she's got a hospital banquet. We were supposed to play Scrabble tonight. Even after the fight, they still take Bianca to the hospital mm-hmm. for the banquet. Yep. They're not like, well, fine, you can have your doll to play Scrabble with. They're like, no, she has a prior commitment, and you need to learn to deal with it. The scene that immediately follows that when he's chopping wood and dude, Emily Mortimer's voice. It is. She has yelled herself hoarse. Yeah. Yes. Dude, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful moment. Don't you dare tell me. She is not a little girl. She's a big girl, Lars. Yeah. We carry her around. My God. You can hear her. You can almost hear double speak. Yes. Because she's speaking to him as though Bianca's real. And but knowing also, us knowing that she's not, it is also, we got your doll a job. Well, she's not saying this, but right, like under undercurrent, we bought your, we got your doll a job. Yep. She's volunteering. We cut her hair. My husband and I bathed your your sex toy. Yep. They don't have sex, by the way, listener. Like that never happens. Never happens. Bianca and. Sleeps in bed with her once. One time when she's dying. Yep. That's it. Like this is a like I said at the beginning, this movie is shockingly chaste and completely wholesome. But at the core, truly, Gus and fucking Karen are bathing a sex toy. Yep. To help, like, help this guy through his delusion, and she's like out in the yard, being like, "You are not allowed to be mad that Bianca has her own life, because she's not alive. We are making this happen because we love you." Yep. You fucking idiot you yep. know and then she storms inside and that's Lars a, that's a that's a, so the, it's a glorious scene writing man. is so fucking good <laughs> so much of this is so fucking good how about the bit where he asks Bianca to marry her and she to marry him she and says she, no she says no dude Dagmar's Takes face the doctor back too when's the Locks happy day back on her heels she said no the doctor's like Wow, that's interesting. That's the I think that's the moment where she's like That's the full. She's the, it's the when she when she says no. Cuz that's the day that Ryan Gosling says she's feeling really lousy today. Yep. That's the whiff of death. That's our turn exactly. from 2 to 3 because that's the moment where Gosling has where Lars has started to let Bianca go. In a way, Bianca is Lars having a conversation with himself and in my opinion processing his grief for his mother which has gone unresolved because his he fear for his brother's wife's and his wife's child right right which like he never got to say dude the wide shot of them having the screaming match in the car which is funny because it's ryan gosling screaming at himself in, in a, a car oh, yeah but like there's this series of shots that happens right around here it's right after the bowling night because something changes when he goes bowling. He it starts with him and this one other girl, uh, Margot. Yep. And then a crew from work shows up, and the bowling alley's full. But they're like, "That's hey, our that's friend. Lars. That's our friend. We're just gonna go bowl with him." And they glom on. And I've seen so many horrible movies. I thought they were gonna like make fun of Lars. This is gonna be that scene. Dude, I did too. But the way it turns out, so f- it's a just friends bowling. <laughs> Listener, you're it's missing incredible. out if you haven't seen this. You should watch this movie. It's so fucking good. But like, there's that moment where he's looking at Margot, and the rest of the world around her face goes blurry, and it's just her face in focus. And you're like, he's and he's jealous of her boyfriend before this, yep. but she's broken up, and she needs a friend, so they go bowling together. And when they leave the bowling alley, 
He takes his glove off to shake her hand. Yep. It's the first time we've seen him shake someone's hand not gloved, except for her boyfriend Eric, whose hand he crushes. Yes, but he's got a pretty good grip there, dude. That lingering. This I love little shit like this. This is a hand acting moment for sure because they shake hands and then Lars opens his hand but doesn't let go. He turns it so that her fingers drag across his palm because he wants just a little bit of hurt. Exactly. It's fucking incredible. And the next, here's our next sequence of shots. You can't shortchange the cinematography. Shout out to Adam Kimmel. This is so beautifully shot. The next thing we see, because we know Bianca's been feeling a bit under the weather. Yeah. Lars comes upstairs to the pink room. By the way, the room where Bianca is staying is Lars's mother's room because they're in his childhood home. And he's dabbing Bianca's forehead with a wet rag. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Then we cut to, from that, the tending to Bianca, Lars in the garage in the dark, rolling fitfully in his sleep, kicking his blankets on. Then Gus, downstairs, turns out one light, turns out another light, casting the downstairs into perfect pitch blackness, and the blackness becomes the inside of Bianca's door as he cracks the door to check on the doll. Yep. This is this is Gus, a Lars is in his house. Yeah, alone in the house without Lars. Bianca's being Gus is checking on Bianca. Because she's not feeling well. Because she's not feeling well. And he cracks dude, this movie's so fucking good. Yeah. He cracks the door, sees Bianca lying there in the in the dark, having been tended to by by Lars, and then closes the door into blackness again. And the next shot of the house, it is completely covered in a call of fog fully shrouded subdued cold muted color palette and lars screams Screaming. breathtaking series of shots dude you know before the scream happens that this is the, this is the beginning of the this end. is it yeah it's it's breathtaking mm. and then for the first time they t- they rush her to the hospital in an ambulance, lights and sirens. As the hospital, as the ambulance arrives, the like attendants. Remember, this is a small town, so like right. they probably Call you know it's heads. not L A. Well, because the psychologist is there too. Like she called ahead. Like, the hospital. We have our we have our patient is coming. He has a severe like delusion, and we're working through this with him. This is gonna right. This is part of his therapy. We need to make this happen. As long as there's not other calls, like a person having if a heart no attack. If no one's got a gunshot, like, yeah. like yeah. let's just go with this, okay? Yep. There's going to be a doll on a stretcher. Don't react. Pretend like it's real. Exactly. He shows up. They keep him out of the room. He goes in with Dagmar. They come out and his his face is he's falling to pieces. Yep. And Karen doesn't understand because she's like, Karen knows it's a doll, but essentially this what should, has happened. Yeah, she should be immortal. Like, how did she get sick? Why are we at the hospital? And then when she sees Lars's face, she's like, oh, God, what? What is it? And Dagmar goes, she's dying. And Karen's like, no, she's not. Dude, she literally yeah. says like, she's not dying. Like, what are you talking about? And Gus even like kind of smiles. He's like, she's not dying. He's a doll. Dagmar. Dagmar. <laughs> she's not alive. <laughs> you right, know? Yeah, like, yeah. like literally, but on the drive home and like Bianca, they gave her something. So she's sleeping and she's laying in his lap and Lars is fucking crying in the back seat. And, Gus goes for the first time because it's usually Karen yeah. who's like, "How can we help?" Yep. This time, Gus goes, "Anything you need, Lars," and he goes, "I think I want to stay in the pink room with her tonight." It's all right, buddy. And that's, dude. The morning after they, 
it's like two days as mm-hmm. she's like dying in this room with Lars like in his vigil and he comes out on the front porch and we start to see the thaw and we know the spring is coming and yeah. for some reason Take her to the lake dude when he turns around to go back into the house and you see the entire porch is covered with get well cards yes. for Bianca oh my and God. flowers and bouquets this is a town this is the town this this town may not exist, but this is the kind of town that would make this world a better place. Absolutely. These are the kind of people we need. And then the old the three the three wise women come. One is knitting, one is crocheting, and one this is, is doing needlepoint. We, do. we brought casseroles. We come and this, we sit. This is what people do when there's a tragedy. They come and sit. Now don't you feel a little bit better? Yeah. Yeah, I do. <laughs> and then they go to the lake. And dude, this is the only time we see like any sort of romantic physical contact between them. What do you think of this? His kiss? Ryan Gosling kissing Bianca. Dude. It it shouldn't have have been as poignant. No, I know. I'm having a really hard time because like it's. What What you're actually seeing is so like strained. It's. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Like, I'm with you, but it's like beautiful and it's yes, heartbreaking. But he's also kissing a doll. Like it's he's kissing it's a doll. All of these things, and Ugh. he he when he like rests his head on her shoulder, he touches her in the same spot right where the, the doctor neck. touched yep. him, and it he couldn't bear the pain the pain of it, and he's he's saying goodbye. Yeah, not we've been clarifying that it's a doll all along, but. He's not saying goodbye to a doll. He's saying goodbye to his to mom his first, and to his his first, his first love. love. Yep. Because she's dying He's in his arms. Reconciling a lot of shit. Whatever too. you're seeing on the screen, what you feel is that Bianca is dying in Lars's arms, and it tears your heart mm-hmm. out of your body. Yep. <laughs> Cut to a funeral, and you're crying. Yep. And it's a doll in a casket. You're crying like, for the next fifteen minutes. It's unbelievable. Yep. It's so good. And it it's it would not be this good if the writing, cinematography, and every every performance. There's yeah. no weak links in the performances. No, These people everyone are is fucking, doing just so, some of the most incredible it's great. work I've ever seen. So And they dude, that that eulogy? That oh, the, eulogy? the priest is like, yeah. It's he a asked little, us, uh, it's a he little asked bit of us the, not to wear black because this is not an ordinary funeral, and you're like, yeah, it's not. It sure isn't. It's not an ordinary funeral. The only like oddball funeral that I've seen that's better is Hesher. We will watch Hesher for the show. I gotta show. get on that. I'm telling you, gotta dude. Gotta get on the Hesh. There's, there's a, there's a funeral at the end of this, and there's a speech. I will not spoil. I cannot spoil no, this movie it's for you. Just the end is so the very end. We should probably because, catch up with everybody. Do you want to go for a walk? That bit? Yep. Because what do you do? What do you do as a, the writer, as a filmmaker? Like, all right, we have had this incredible 10 minutes. We've gutted everyone that's in the town. They nailed it. Everyone. So how do we finish? Right. And not and not ruin what we've just went through. Do we? Does he start the And it's the most perfect and beautiful way it's not like, because we understand that he's eventually wanting to get with with Margo. Sure, with Margo, yeah. But how do you do that in a way that 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 
doesn't feel cheap I was or scared that I was they were terrified, gonna fuck it up. terrified. I'm, I'm like, like, don't fuck it up, don't fuck it up, don't I'm fuck like, it up. He can't break down crying. No, nope. he can't kiss her because nope. that is the grave they can't of his hold, true they love. Can't hold they hands. can't hold hands. They can't do anything. It has to just be like the barest blush of this is the start so would of something. you like to go for a walk? Because he just needs to be alone for a while. But maybe I could be. Maybe you could be there with, with me. me. Perfect. Credits. Fucking fiction. Per fucking fiction. Dude, Lars and the Real Girl is really good. A lot of times, movies like this, 99%, they, botch it. they fucking don't stick the landing nope. and it retroactively like fucks up the rest of the movie. You're the, like, oh my God, you fucked, you fucked up the most important part of this movie. You fucked it up. You fucked it up. My, for my money, the best ending of this type of film ever, Frank. <gasps> I yeah. love you wall I love you wall I love you wall is maybe the best ending I've ever seen in a movie yeah fucking unbelievable but she reads to him every day Max <laughs> she reads to him every I know day. dude I'm not saying awakenings like is any slouch but awakenings is not this type of movie no it awakenings is, totally is like formal formal pre- formally presented Oscar winning drama yes this is more of like Weird, Weird oddball. Quit, t- t- yeah. The, for me, it goes, it goes. Frank Hesher. This, as far yeah. as like sticking the landing. Frank is amazing. We well, gotta I, come back I, I around keep to saying that. it. I know. Season I keep zero. saying it. Go listen to the episode. It's not paywalled. Better yet, don't even listen to the episode. Go watch, watch Frank. Frank. I'm pretty sure it's free, like everywhere. I have got to go. Goodbye, sir. I let me wrap this up, and you, you do you. Bye, you listener. Pack up. I gotta go sing songs now. Yeah, Carl's got a show to do tonight. So, listeners, you can find us on Patreon.com/slash Quillenfilm. Q U I L L A N D F I L M. We are measuring flicks on Instagram and Facebook. Um. And you can drop us a line at measuringflixpodcast at gmail.com. If you've seen Lars and the Real Girl, if you've got other movies like this, do please let us know. If you like the show and you want to help, as mentioned, you can head on over to Patreon if you want to support the show. Give us money! Financially, or there's two things that you can do that are actually really easy. You got friends that like movies. You know people who like take cinema too seriously? Tell them about our show. Tell your friends. Word of mouth is basically how smaller podcasts like ours get discovered. Also, you can rate and review because that'll help our AI overlord uh, algorithm masters get our show into more ears. Next week on Measuring Flicks, we're continuing Gosling Month with uh, another lighthearted little bit of, bit of cheer. Um, he plays uh, an anti-Semitic neo-Nazi in 2002's The Believer. So if you want to watch that and get ahead, that's on you. 